This is Up for Debate, episode number 213, recorded August 1st, 2021. The Fast Saga, Fast Five. The Toretto. You're under arrest. Arrest? I don't feel like I'm under arrest. How about you, Brian? No, not a bit. Not even a little bit. I'll just give it a minute. It'll sink in. We didn't kill those feds. Those Reyes. I don't give a shit. Just here to bring in two assholes whose names hit my desk. Yeah. That sounds like a real hero. That's funny. I'm a guy who took the oath of a cop and then went against everything it stood for. Or some wannabe tough guy prick who beat a man half to death with a socket wrench. Yeah, real tough. You turn around and put your hands behind your back. I don't think so. Your mistake is thinking you've got a goddamn choice, boy. Your mistake? Thinking you're in America. You're a long way from home. This is Brazil. See you soon, Toretto. Looking forward to a cop. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast that goes fast. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by <clears throat> Listen Up. The guy we're talking about is a professional runner. He likes speed and is guaranteed to go down the hardest possible way, so make sure you've got your thunderwear on. We find him, we take him, and we bring him back. And above all else, we don't ever, ever let him get into a car. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Bravo, Sean. That was that, that was, that was awesome. my half-ass rock impression. Probably the the best intro we've had on this show. I don't even think it's a contest. Well, it's true, Matt. Don't ever let Matt get into a car. It's true because he you can do never anything. let me get into a car. If you do, it is a big, big mistake. Um, how are we doing today? How, how's, uh, how, how are you living life a quarter mile at a time? I, I'm living at a quarter inch at a time, Matt. No, I think this is, uh, I, I think this was fantastic. This is a great movie to, uh, to talk about. We're in the heat of the summer. Uh, things have just never been faster or furious, sir. Uh, that's true. Um, we, there, there, we are, we are at, I think we've kind of reached, we've, we've, we've done fast. And now I think we're about to do Furious. That's oh, yeah. that's how I would I would uh, I would say we're we're about to embark on Furious, Fast, Furious, Family, Fun, Fun, and more fast. Furious. I was gonna say Fast again. Yes, Furious, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, Matt. This this is a, uh, we got a lot to say about this movie. I know, but I, I think this is the movie that really. 
finally solves a couple of the key gaps in the previous films in the franchise and really completes an Ocean's Eleven ripoff. So uh, it, it's exciting. Is there any place you want to start on this particular film? Uh, I'm going to pull up five? my notes here. We are, we are doing Fast Five, uh, the 2011 installment of um by the way fast 10 years after the release of the very first the fast and the furious a full decade yeah which is which is insane to me to think about that it took a whole decade and even like tyrese who wasn't in any of the he was in a movie in 2003 2004 and it was not in another one until 2011 really Oh, you mean even not not a he wasn't in a Fast and Furious, movie. right? No, okay. Although I, I don't know how many other movies he was in. Movie. It's no, possible, but that's possible. what's and we'll get into this when we talk about what it takes to build a franchise. Uh, but if you think about Marvel, when you like Matt, if they came to you and said, "Matt, we want you to play," it's a Marvel character who hasn't really been in the movies yet. Um, we want you to play Scorpion, Spider Cop. Spider, what? Who is Matt? Please explain to me from your imagination what is Spider Cop? Oh, Spider Cop is he is a, uh, a Marvel hero that I just I just created. So, in sort of like how Spider Woman is a woman version of Spider Man, he's a cop version. He's of like Spider-Man? RoboCop. Think RoboCop, but more legs. Oh, so he's a robot cop who looks like a spider. No, he is. He's a spider. Who looks like a robot cop? Okay, was he a man who got turned into a spider? No. Or, you got so it. He's I always think you been got a spider. It backwards a little bit. It, it, okay, so he was a regular spider, like a regular sized spider, who was bitten by a radioactive cop, right? And then grew in size to be a. I don't know where the robot part comes in. Robot legs. Okay, but also robot hands. I don't think you can have both. And he, I don't know. He's I, a he, cop. He can communicate with robots. Oh. Think about it. I think. Uh, you I know think what, Matt? I'm not going to think about it. We can workshop it. I'm not going to think about it. Anyway, if you were playing Spider Cop in a Marvel movie, they sign you to like a nine picture deal. Like you're locked in. Like you can't not play the character. And what's amazing about this is they were like, guys, we're getting the gang back together. Someone called Tyrese. I don't know where he is or what he's been doing for the past seven years, but damn it, we got to get him in this movie. Where it's like the fact they were, they got lucky, and I say this with all due respect to these wonderful actors, that none of them had made, other than Vin Diesel, nobody else in this movie had a major career after the Fast and the Furious films. Like, Jordana Brewster was available. Oh, Um, yeah. You no, know, they totally lucked out. They lucked out that everybody had had a clear schedule, and because really, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. I don't think it, I don't think they could land it unless they had gotten everybody back. It's kind of like trying to make an Avengers movie with like, you know, some you know random just random people filling in the gaps. It's yeah, kind of like having uh, Mark Ruffalo taking over for Edward Norton, but like, it just doesn't work. God, you know Edward Norton would have been so bad in those <laughs> all those movies. I'm not saying Hulk is like my favorite character, but damn, that would have because he's got to play the villain. I, I think he really he's somebody who it's so it's such a shame because I don't think he really plays the villain much. I don't but think, I think he, he would. Edward Norton would make a damn good villain. I don't think so. I don't think he could do a superhero movie regardless of role. I just don't think he's a franchise blockbuster guy. I, he, I, I, I mean, I what's his biggest role ever? 
I thought that about, um, well, Fight Club, probably. Um, I, I thought that about, like, I don't know. Could you ever see Robert Downey Jr. in a, in a blockbuster Marvel movie? I guess that's I true. I couldn't I guess before, that's true. I know, guess you got me there. Before Iron Man, so. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. My point is, Sean, that we're all heroes deep down. Yes, just like Dominic Toretto, who starts this film headed to prison where we last left him. And That's the right. franchise Last is over, Matt. That's it. He's done. He's going to prison rest of his life. Twenty turn, to twenty to turn life. The key, throw it away. Twenty-five to life. I don't know what this movie's going to be about without him. In an ill-fitting orange jumpsuit, and he is—he's uh, on that prison bus, and uh, then all of a sudden, the prison bus explodes. Why does it explode, Sean? Because. The movie needs it, too. Uh, no, Mia Toretto and former agent Brian O'Connor are there to bust him out. And they bust him out by driving directly, directly into the bus. Because in this world, that's how you do things. I, I more believe... Fast and furious. I more believed they were able to pull out and, tra and like, tow a 9,000-pound safe around the streets of Rio and survive than Dom was able to survive that insane bus crash yeah i think i might have i might have said this on the last episode because we we kind of um we kind of teased it a little bit but as soon as i watched that scene I, I think i i thought what just about everybody in the audience must have been thinking and uh i thought that everyone on that bus is now dead and there is no way that they are not so I thought, and by the way, everyone lives because they say we've we've recaptured everyone. They don't say like everyone except those who died. No, it's like no, everyone they, survived. All of the all of the prisoners are accounted for, and they're all alive except Dominic Toretto is missing. He's the only one missing. I think they they make a special point to 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 mention that. Um. So yeah, everything's fine. Nobody gets hurt. Just like uh, the. Uh, we saw in Tokyo Drift when they in the beginning opening race scene just cuts and bruises. Uh, nobody dies of um, from cars in this movie or any of these movies. Um, no, cars are your friends unless as, the, as unless learn. unless the plot needs you to. Right, like, uh, you know the villain from uh, the last movie. Yes, R.I.P. Uh, but Matt, Phoenix. you're a wanted criminal. Felix, you, you've escaped from prison. You and your gang of other criminals, where do you go, Rio de Janeiro? Although for tax reasons, it's technically shot in Puerto Rico, but close enough. That's right. They they basically just said same diff. So yes. Um. Yep. Film most of the the uh, yeah. I think all of the scenes that were like where the actors were filming was was Puerto Rico, San yes. Juan area, and uh, uh, set in Rio. So they had a couple of shots of, like, Rio flying in. I guess they took from, like, a drone? Did they have drones back then? No, that was probably a helicopter. Helicopter? Yeah. Um, I said... Oh, okay. Uh, my next note isn't until a little bit later. So they show up in Rio, uh, and... Begin the most boring what, what part the of the reason? movie. There's a reason for being in Rio. Isn't there? <laughs> No, I think it's... Does somebody know somebody or their friends? I think the idea, if I remember correctly, is that they're working their way down through Central and South America, and it just so happens they are in Rio when they realize uh, former 
film co-star um Vince is there. Previous villain, now hero, maybe villain, but definitely hero by the time he dies, uh, is there um, because they're out of money and they're sort of on their last legs in Rio. Um, and Vince helps them get some work. Vince was the character in the first movie, if you don't, if you you guys recall, wasn't he the one that very much hated? Um, he very much hated Brian's guts. He like wanted him. He was like jealous of him. And yeah, he was the one who was like, this dude's definitely a cop. And then Vin was like, no, no, he's cool. He's like, no, 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 I'm serious. This dude is like for sure a cop. Like, just look at him. He's and then we all think he's the villain because he was right. Basically. Yeah. No, I forgot all about that. That's right. And, and it, yeah, Brian's like, what are you talking about? I'm not a cop. <laughs> he, he thinks I'm a cop. He okay. drops his wallet. The badge falls out. No, 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 no. That's that's something else. No, no. That's not Pay important. attention to that. Look, a fast car. <laughs> Where? Oh, that car is so fast. No, oh, it was so fast. You must have missed it. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. So what is so he doing? And why is he in Rio? What, what so brought him down here? He... I don't remember. I watched this movie on a plane like a month ago, so I don't remember every detail. He's there and he has a family now, which is why we have to like, he's not the villain anymore because he has a wife and kid and he's made a life in Rio. Yeah, it's a damn shame. We were ready to tape that double episode and I had everything all up here. And now, now I have to, I'm, I'm resorting to reading the Wikipedia plot synopsis. Yeah, that's to, exactly to what to I'm kind of jog too. my memory. I know any, any, any of the listeners out there can just read a synopsis, Look, but I'm trying man, to jog the old noggin up here just to see the, what's going on. These movies are not about the intricate character development. Okay? No, that's true. Do they, we really they, need to care why Vince is there or why the gang is there? We don't. We don't. No. Need to, we don't. Need but to about that. Brian and Mia need work. Dom arrives as well, and they need work. So Vince hooks him up on a job to steal three cars from a moving train, kicking off the movie's first big action sequence. They can't just apply for a job at like a call center or like just some kind of like garage. Open or a restaurant. Did, yeah. Didn't they own? A, they owned a restaurant back in the first movie, right? They had Dominic's Garage where he had those bad tuna sandwiches. That's like they right. have restaurant experience. Well, I, I'm pretty sure the restaurant was just a front, but it was, it, you well, know. Well, they served food. It worked. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know how far the dollar goes in Rio. Probably pretty far. You don't really need it. Your sandwiches don't have to be great. They don't have to be the best. And of course, but... it's that classic movie thing of one last job. Yes. Where they're like, well, we'll just do one more. And you're like, but that's the one you're going to die on. Of course. You should say, like, we're going to do worked. ten more. They, yeah. But then but then the 10th one is going to be the one that gets you. You got a little runway there. So you got to call in sick that, that day. You got to say you're going to do 10, do 9, and then call out on the last one. Oh, guys, sorry, I can't alive. make it. Good luck, though. Yep. Sorry. So, um, yeah, they're going to steal a car. The in the Ford most GT40. once again most complicated way possible, right? Most over like I can think of three, on a train four easier ways, right? So you got cars on a train, you could disconnect the train car it's from, right? And steal it that way. You could use a helicopter, right, to lift the cars away. No, instead they decide to get this like complicated tow truck rig contraption that drives alongside the train which thankfully there's a clear flat path along the train tracks where it shoots in these cables, grabs the car and yanks it out sideways onto the trailer, which then tilts back and dumps the car off. 
uh, I don't understand the physics of that as most as I don't understand most of the physics in this movie. Um, but they successfully pull out the first two cars. But that's when shit begins to go down. Oh, that's right. Because they're not the only ones who are part of this train job. No, the, well, actually a couple different things, because one, <laughs> they start turning on each other when they get to the last car. Mia's about to drive it away, and they say, whoa, hey, hang on a second. But at the same time, the DEA, who had seized the That's cars, right. is also on the train, and they're trying to get access. Gunfire ensues. Several DEA agents are dead. Uh, and after a lot of explosions and uh, close calls and other stunts, um, they all survive, believe it or not. But they're wanted for killing the DEA agents. Right. So now they've they they've successfully uh assisted a fugitive in um escaping, right? So aiding and abetting. Uh and now they've actually murdered the uh federal agents or or you know, so really in, and this is in their in their escaped country, like the country they escaped to. So they're really they've got quite a record here. And um is this the point where the FBI is called in or the um not or is that, yet. Does that not happen until later? Okay. No, next up is when uh, we meet the supposed villain of the movie, Hernan Reyes, um, who is sort of a corrupt businessman slash drug dealer who runs Rio. Um, Dom and Brian are captured and brought to him. They're tortured to try and find the location of the car, but they manage to dramatically escape and retreat to the safe house. Um, that's when they discover why he wants the car so bad, Matt. Why is that? He wants the car so bad because it was his favorite car and his his uncle bought it for him when he was young. No, Sean, there's what? a computer chip inside of the engine. Did you, Wait, you mean like <laughs> you mean like a potato chip? No, a a, a microchip, one of those microchips that are very expensive. See, back before COVID, you were able to actually like buy uh, these little things called oh, microchips. You're talking semiconductors. You feed okay. them to your computer and they the computer eats them. And it gets smarter. So this microchip happened to have really important banking data or something on it. They kind of, that's kind of the part where they like, they might as well put their hand over their mouth and mumble that part. And it's got like all these banking, banking route, routing numbers, banking, and oh, it's got all this stuff on it. And yeah, then, which is like, oh, that's, it's important. It's an important thing. I can imagine Ray as being like, where did I leave that computer chip with the entirety of my financial information, including the locations of my $100 million in cash? I just had it. Where did Wait, it go? That's the part I didn't understand. Is the the information about the is the location of his money? Is it Among like other a, things. I imagine it's, on, it's in like a .txt file or something. It's like, it's just like written out like, I mean, they might as well just found is on 999 Wilson Street. And <laughs> I mean, they might as well have just found, like, a sticky note on the back of the CD player. Talk to Royce, the bank teller. She's very nice. Tell her that you were sent by Hernan, right? Yeah. Pin number one, two, three, four. (laughs) It's just on a notepad file. Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of how they they mumble through it. They're like, oh, it has all of his information. Why would you have that? Why why would you need to know? Like, why would you store that on a computer device? I, I... and of course, in a very fast and furious way, it's not just on a computer chip. It's on a computer chip in a car. Like if it was, <laughs> <laughs> of course, because of course it is. But I guess what I'm saying is like, I, I would have an easier time believing if 
his money was behind some kind of sophisticated encryption like code and the the, the, the that's the lock but the mm-hmm. key is this little microchip that you know what like it has the the coding in the information that unlocks the money or something uh, even that's stupid, but that makes a lot more sense than how they describe it. It has the location to all of his money uh, on this little chip. Yeah, it's... I mean, there are a lot of ways this movie is stupid. I mean, at one point in the movie, they tail all the guys who are delivering the money, which would have been an easy way to find the locations without the computer chips. So, right. again, it's... <laughs> again, it Matt, you got to remember, right? It's like... When you're writing a Fast and Furious script, it's not about what makes sense. It's about moving the plot forward. So it's like, okay early scene we got to get him to rio uh how about they just go there okay great they're in rio um <laughs> they gotta do something with cars uh all right they they steal a car but why would they steal a car um it's got to lead them to the bad guy we'll just put a computer chip or something in it right and that'll get them to okay but they found the bad guy now you know it's like that's how you move a, a plot forward it doesn't have to make sense speaking of moving the plot forward and not making sense um i wrote that when they're captured by by uh reyes i said this is why why even bother having them get captured at all when they escape so easily this is probably the easiest escape i've ever seen in a movie where the main characters get 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 captured because they basically he leaves them alone which he never should do right he's like he's like tells his henchmen like take care of them or something and then they just they do the old like their their legs aren't bound, their arms are bound, but their legs aren't. So they they and by the way, I think like two thousands action movies love this trope where like oh, yeah. the guy goes in to start like trying to torture them, and then he just like uses his legs to like strangle the guy and like cause a ruckus, and then somehow they're able to break out of the chains. Yeah, it goes back to that classic action movie staple of why don't you just kill them or knock them unconscious? Shoot them, just shoot them, just shoot just, them and throw them in, not the, hard. in the ditch, like. But we, we, we talked about that at length with our uh, our Bond series, right? Every, yeah, every Bond villain, every this Bond This movie villain. owes a lot to Bond. It's that notorious is for that, yeah. Absolutely notorious for the old, like... But now I'm going to... You know, they parodied in uh, Austin Powers, like, I'm going to keep my back turned while this <laughs> elevator slowly lowers you into the into the lake of of uh of uh, sharks. So You didn't check to make sure he was dead? <laughs> right. Um. But Matt, this is the part where probably my favorite part of the entire movie lands at a carrier plane and gives the speech I just gave you. Diplomatic Security Service Agent Luke Hobbs is here, as played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's right. We got our our rock debut. And I got to say, Matt, this was, and I'll just get to my point right away. I won't belabor it. Um, I figured out what the first movies in the series were missing, and it's a good... Not villain, necessarily, but a good antagonist. Um, Because if you think about the earlier films, it's mostly just generic drug dealers, um, generic street racers, each other. They never had a good, like, stand-up, big-name villain in these movies. And The Rock brings so much playing against Vin in this movie... That watching the two, the the fight between the two of them, which we'll get to, the one-on-one fight in the warehouse, was so good. Like, I'm like, oh, these are two Hollywood actors who are like professional fake-punching stunt guys. And watching the two of them fight is like, holy shit, it was awesome. So that, I love The Rock in this. Oh yeah, the movie gets substantially better when he shows up. 
Um, I, I also think it's kind of a shame. I think they said that they didn't really get along when filming the movie. They couldn't no. be in the same room the with Rock each other. The Rock has said he's not coming back for any more. Right. I guess they, they rubbed each other the wrong way. And then not in the good way. So I guess uh, something happened. Some kind of beef. Sorry. Well, I mean, when you have when you have two really high-powered people like that, and in my mind, I think I think they're two, they're also both. They, I feel like I could see Vin Diesel getting concerned that The Rock might be like there to replace him, or or push him out in some way. I could see him getting very probably getting very like defensive. Mm-hmm. I I don't know all speculation, obviously. I mean, he got his own spinoff movie. He did uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, so I think that's. Um, it's valid. It's uh, you know, it, it's in the end. I think they're just too similar. Sometimes yeah. when you have people that are just too alike and too similar on things, then you know you get them in a room and and they don't they just don't mix. Got to have you got to have this diversity is the spice of life, right? That's why we're up for debate. Not yeah, you and I are so agreement. radically different, Matt. We are like night and day. That's why we get along so well. We like Captain and Tennille. So, hey, don't hate on my Captain and Tennille. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Captain Tennille. Um So uh, Luke Hobbs arrives with his his gangbusters team. No no penny spared to bring in these criminals. Uh, Matt, did you know the diplomatic security service was a real thing? No, no, you could have fooled me. It sounds you fake. You could have fooled me. It, it absolutely sounded like something they made up just for the movie. Um. So they so they did their research about that but not about microchips and, and why you shouldn't put all of your financial information onto one of them. No, no, you definitely shouldn't. Um, if that's even possible, I don't even know what that, what it really means. But again, you know, it's, it's a movie where cars go fast. I think this is the point in the movie where they do the big um, rooftop chase is where oh, yeah. Hobbs and his team first comes in along with local officer, Elena Neves. Um, where they uh, they go to the, the safe house, but then they're also attacked by the bad guys, and then they go running around. They do it, like, twice. They do, like, two rooftop sort of city chase scenes, which I thought were nice. I thought they were very good. Yeah, there's one when they arrive in the city, and then I think there's another one when Reyes's men... Reyes's men attack the hideout, right? Or they find the yes. hideout or something, and they... So they're... Yeah. That's, like, I think when the second one... The second one happens. Sean, how how sweaty was Luke Hobbs in this movie? Could he have been sweatier? Yes, I think he should have been. I think he should have been sweatier. <laughs> I think he wasn't sweaty enough, frankly. It's hot in Rio. Absolutely the sweatiest cop of them all. It's great. It's the, great. Is, the irony is that Brian was an undercover cop. And he didn't get nearly as sweaty as Luke Hobbs. But he has a lot of muscles to carry around. That's got to be exhausting. It's got to be the reason, right? That's got to be why. A lot of muscles, a lot of really heavy guns that, by the way, uh, I think we're, we'll get into it later on, but I, I um, a lot of guns in this movie. A lot of different weapons. Yes. Uh, for the first time, I think we get we get a look at like a basically like a modern warfare arsenal but of no weapons. One... But no one, I would say no character with an actual character name gets shot, right? I think one or two people get blown up, but does anyone get, like, straight up shot and killed? Oh, yeah. Vince, how does Vince die? Vince, Vince gets shot. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. 
But yeah, Vin, definitely Vince. Um, and yeah, I think we could probably go into some more when we get to it. Yeah. So uh, at this point, Brian Damamia, shocker, escape. Because uh, nothing can ever happen to them. Um, and that's when we learn the shocking twist, Matt. Mia is dot, 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 pregnant, question mark? I don't even think there's a question mark. I, I don't know why you would, why would you lie about that? Uh, she was using those discount Rio pregnancy tests, though, to be yeah, fair. That's true. That's true. She might have just had a big breakfast. I don't know. But um, she, yeah, th- this is the, I love this part of the movie. It, it, it's so fun. It still makes me laugh just thinking about it. Right, they jump off of the favela roof, right? And and they get into, like, this, like, low, kind of like this, it looks like a little reservoir, gully kind of area. Yeah. And they're, like, like, they've successfully escaped. And she says something like, I can't run anymore. I can't, like, do this anymore or something, right? And they're, like, why not? She just goes, I'm pregnant. It's out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. just like that. That's how it's, that's how it's announced. Like, I mean, I I guess that kind of fits with the, um you know, the vibe, but of the whole, all these movies, but kind of out of left field. Um, it, I didn't, bold I guess we'll see the husband and the brother at the same time. Yeah. And everyone's nice about it. We're not really family. Probably a Uh, good idea. Yeah. But from, for a movie perspective, like maybe they just thought they weren't going to make more of these, but I'm like, they can't keep being fast and furious with a baby. Right. Uh, I'm sure they could figure out a way. I mean, we'll we'll find out. But... We will find out. But I, I'm sure I'm sure they'll figure out some kind of a way. Um, I, I'm trying to see what what does Dominic say to this. He says he says something about this, my this family just got bigger or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I don't have a good line uh, on the IMDb quotes page about it. But ah, yeah. Really? Nothing about fa- I just did a control F for family. Nope. Nope. It was it was very generic. If I remember correctly. Um hmm. But um Yeah, so this this is what uh encourages Dom to stick uh, together with the group and and changes the whole direction of the movie here because that's when uh the heist element kicks in. That's right. I mean, if, if the uh, the pregnancy announcement hadn't happened, they probably could have just kept running. I guess they're all of Brazil. Um, but but they don't. They but Dom um, stood up and said, "We're gonna steal the Declaration of Independence." Yeah. I was gonna say it's time. It's the this is the Nick Cage part of the movie where the heist the heist is is underway. Um. So they decide to steal the hundred million plus dollars that they know the locations of, and they agree that it's hard to steal from ten different locations. So instead, they're going to cons- have him consolidate the money uh, and steal it from a, his central vault. Uh, but Matt, no man does it alone. That's right. You need an army. We need a, need crew. a team. You need and a they crew. know just the guy. If it's a heist you want, you, you got to assemble the team. That guy is George Clooney. You got to get George Clooney or Frank Sinatra. One of the two. One of them's alive. So what maybe a great from... crossover that would be. Yes. And get them. Yeah. It would just basically be a longer Ocean's Eleven movie. 
pretty much. With um, more cars. With more cars, exactly. Which is what this movie is, to begin with. Um, I, I just love how they're not even ashamed of, of cribbing the idea. They're just like, let's... Let's let's just take the scene from Ocean's Eleven when they're assembling the team together and just like literally just copy and paste our own characters onto that scene. They do the whole thing with the like talking. We need somebody who's got you know somebody who can get in and out. Somebody that's that knows somebody, his way a real around fast a fast talker. Yeah, and, and of course they you know, and well, as he's narrating that, they show the scene with yeah. um uh with with with, uh, with the fast talker. With, Tyrese, uh, Tyrese, I believe is right. Tyrese Gibson. So, you know, and Bri Brian goes, "I got a guy." Cut yes. to Tyrese. Um, yeah. So basically, Matt, if you were a named character in a previous Fast and Furious movie, you're back, uh, you're including back. Roman Pierce uh, as played by Tyrese Gibson um, from uh, the second film. Um, believe it or not, Matt. Fun fact: uh, Tyrese was committed to Transformers: Dark of the Moon, a far worse movie. At the time he signed on, so he flew between Puerto Rico and Atlanta to shoot both at the same time. Wow. Absolutely wild. He plays a soldier in that one. Uh, we've got Chris Ludacris Bridges back as Tej Parker. I was afraid if I said too much about the Transformers movies, you would make us watch those next. So Honestly, I, I do think that, that would be entertaining. Pass. I tried but to even just let I... that one pass by. Even That's I... still pretty amazing uh, that he filmed both of them at the same time. I'm trying to think of movie franchises I just straight up would not let us watch. Pirates of the Caribbean would be one I would say we're never going to see. Do. I, I, I really enjoyed those movies. No, I the first one's great. fine. I can, I'm not doing like four and five. I'm not, I'm just <laughs> not doing it. Um, I think, all right, save that as a soundbite. We can use it in our first episode of the Pirates of the Caribbean. I was going to say episode 700. Series. We have nothing else to talk about. Um, so Tej is back. He gets a little uh, a little back and forth with Roman Pierce. We've also uh, Vin knows a guy Han Lu, who we may know from the future uh, in Tokyo Drift. He is in on the team. Uh, we have people Gal. must have been very confused to see him, right? Like I would, I would so, somebody in the audience, somebody. Well, he's in four. Most people's heads, but they must have been like, no. But he's in. He's what? in four. Oh, that's right. He is at the in beginning. Four. Yes. So they, they're probably just like, whatever, I guess this guy's not actually dead. Yeah, and again, this was 2011, the internet was a thing, and, and since they were reassembling everybody, I'm sure people think, but I agree with you, like, not the most... They mean, rearranged the chronology. But he is, the, he is probably the best character in Tokyo Drift, or one of the best. Also makes sense why Boredom McGee is not in the movie, the the boring Paul Walker. Oh, yeah, boy, Luke... Jay Wales, it's my Lucas. <laughs> yes, Lucas I thought he Black. was. I thought he. I thought he was a guest star. That was such a good, a good impression. Oh, so we got a host one of them. Uh, one of them vaults, ain't we? Jay, wow, this is really was sitting, was sitting next to you. Yeah, I, I drift now. So thankfully, he was not. Yeah, he, because because of the of the timeline rearrangement, he was not welcome to the Ocean's Eleven crew. I don't know what they would have got him to do, because he's not he doesn't have any kind of talent or expertise. No, he's a little brat. And that hasn't happened yet. Right. That's the other so what, he would be like just a high school kid like who's never been to Tokyo. Well, that's what I mean. I'm I'm just I'm grateful <laughs> that they that they had rearranged the timeline so that he, he couldn't he would he could not take a part of it. It would yeah. It would have been weird. Would have been real weird. Um we have, we have Gal Godot as well who's coming in as Giselle. Uh, she Ooh. does guns and motorcycles. She does an awesome job in this. She's movie, great. As usual. She's great. And by the way, 
probably the only one. I, I I looked this up and I really tried to to research this a bit. I think the only one with actual arms training. Yeah. In the whole movie because she yeah. was in the in the Israeli military. So I'm quite I'm quite sure. Quite sure, unless The Rock was part of some kind of military training for one of his other movies, but I don't think so. Like like official military training. Not like you're in a movie and you need to look like you know how to hold a gun kind of training. Right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um and she has some great uh one I love when she goes with Han to uh where Han's like, How are we gonna get close to him? And she goes, Let me handle this and she just like is a good looking woman who just like goes up to him and uh uh, and of course, lastly, the uh, the Puerto, uh, the pair of Tego or uh, Leo and Santos, who were the members of the heist team who we met in uh, the fourth film. Yes, R two and C three PO, pretty much. Be- who speak mostly Spanish? Yeah, you're. That's pretty much right. They're fun. I, I like them. They grew on me throughout the movie. I think who's the worst member of the? Who's the most expendable worst member of the crew? Because I have an opinion. Uh, I, I certainly hope you're going to say, you're not going to say it's Luda. My boy Luda no, is not no, expendable. No, no. He's Luda's cool. good. The most expendable member, unfortunately, would be Tyrese. Yes, exactly. Because he's say. just funny. That's his he's only talent. He's funny. With Ludacris, you don't need both of them. Like, yeah, you need the one just, funny guy. He's funny. See, the thing is that, like, Luda is funny and cool and Ty- and also a little nerdy. Tyrese is just, or the character he's playing is is, like, funny and thinks he's cool but is in his he's funny because people are laughing at him not because they're laughing with him well he's bad at his job right so because the whole reason they bring him on the crew and dom even says it is like we need a smooth talker who can get in anywhere and then he has the scene where he actually like has to get the thing in the vault at the police station he's dressed up like a cop and he sucks at it he's bad at it it doesn't work like yes. that was your one job, dude, and he couldn't do it. They basically have to they have to rely on like a like a backup plan because that that doesn't go right. Because he, he basically like he goes in and like insults the guy. He's like, "You're uh, let me talk to your manager, idiot." Or something. And he, and the guy yeah, and he like, doesn't no, blend in at you. all. Again, like right. he's dressed like a I think he says he's like a U.S. agent, but he's like speak Portuguese. He'd be the worst undercover. Yeah, so he's he's just not yeah doesn't speak por- Portuguese doesn't the guy's just like I'm gonna call the embassy or get out of here and he's just <laughs> he's like, like oh uh, okay. uh, you know what on second thought I uh I left the car running I gotta go <laughs> I was gonna say does he get I thought he gets something but it's like haphazardly right he gets like a card or something that they need or does he just not get anything does he just fail. No, he's what he's supposed to do is he has a box he's supposed to get put into the evidence room, and he wanted to go in and scope out the room with the box, and they're like, no, no, you can go. We'll just take the box. But the box yeah. has, has uh, Tej's RC car in it. Right, right. That's how they get Which in. Which is way yeah. cooler, by the way, and he Much busts that cooler. out and uses that to scope but the But they, they, they could have just had literally any other member of the team do that. Didn't oh, have, yeah. absolutely. Could have been Paul Walker, who this Gal Gadot whole time is could doing have, nothing. Gal Gadot clearly proved, like, oh, I'm a good-looking woman. I can get whatever I want. And they're like, yes. that's what we need you for. Or if they wanted to do a thing where, like, it's, oh, everybody needs a job, to a role to do. Paul Walker could have done it. Like, Brian, he's just, he, all he does is just watch, he watches Luda drive the RC car. I don't yeah. think he does anything. Oh, and then he goes to the race. They, him and Dom go to the race after. Yes. That's, like, their thing. But, but um... Yeah, so they they uh, they each have their own role to play, 
They, um, the, um, the uh, box is deposited with the RC car, right? The next yeah. one I think is, is the Gal Gadot and, and my boy Snacks. Han. Han. Yeah. Right. They go and, um, she gets the fingerprint. They get the fingerprints from the guy. Yep, Snacks for the hand doesn't scan. have to be there. Like, why is he there? Why is Han there? I think because everyone paired up, which actually I like. Like, I'm like, and that's kind of what I like about Ocean's Eleven in a way, is it's like, oh, you get to mix and match the characters, and it's like, okay, now you two do this, and you two do that. It's cool, but... I no, not like, necessary. It's fun, and it also sets up a romantic relationship that they have. But, but... also, that makes more sense, because there was the... Um, the Vin and her were were flirting in whichever the movie she was introduced in, and it never... That's a re- relationship I'd be like, I'd see that spinoff movie. I would watch that. Sure. I, I I thought that... I think that was in the last movie. I think that was in four. Yeah. She was introduced, yeah. Um... Uh, and they do a couple other things. They, uh... I think they steal some police cars, and... Um, they basically just work work through the plan and get all set up and ready to go. They steal the police cars and then they race them, right? Yes, yes, they <laughs> do, which course. is great. Yeah, um, excellent scene. And uh, Dominic throws the race intentionally. He like pulls his car out of gear at the last minute, and you know it's like a baby gift, and everybody gets to make fun of uh, Brian for it. Great scene. And so they end up having an issue. Uh, because the plan keeps having to change, including the fact that all the money gets locked inside a giant 9,000-pound vault inside of the police station, the most heavily guarded place in all of Rio. Hmm. Uh, but before the gang can get to that, Matt, Hobbs finds and arrests the team. Did we miss the part where Vince betrays no, Vince... everybody? Oh, uh, yeah, we did. We did, yeah. and then Dom forgives him. So flashback, I think this is this is like after the pregnancy announcement, before yeah. the team is assembled, right? Right, they they come back and find him rooting around inside the car looking for the microchip. He takes, and he, yeah, he has the chip, and uh, what's his, Dom is like hiding somewhere, he's like hiding in the shadows. Yes, like, he is, it's great, it. he just sort of like just walks out, what, what do you think you're doing? He says, I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own two eyes. Yeah. And then he slams him against the wall, uh, which a lot of people do in this movie. And he's like, what are you doing? You steal from family? And he's like, you don't understand. He's a bad guy. You don't want to get involved in this. You don't want to get involved in this. Get out. No, you're out. Get out. He throws him out. Yep. That whole... So Vince, yeah, he's... uh. He's, but he's just trying to protect him. He's just well, trying and then he to comes save. back and rejoins the heist gang. He does. He comes back, and, and I think Dom tentatively accepts him. You're back, but you're saying grace. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's his probation. I think they say will. grace twice in this movie. I think that's because of because of Dom. I think because of, of, of Vin Diesel. That's how you know it's a good Fast and Furious movie. We, we're going to say grace, but we're going to do it twice this time. Yep. And, twice uh, is yeah. good. And, uh... I love the scene with the RC car, by the way, with with Luda, like doing little thing with the. Robot. I mean, it was very. It was stupid. Yo, yeah. Like so much of this movie, it was dumb in reality. But yes, it was fun to watch. Yeah, it's got the little camera. Honestly, uh, but beside the Gal Gadot scene, 
I think this is probably the the most realistic of any of the other little heist segments. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. Because I, 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 th- I thought so. They have a camera attached to an RC car. As long as nobody sees it, then... It, well, it, that was it, the thing. There was a little bit would. of that, like, close call-edness and... All they're trying to do is find out what type of safe it is so that yeah. Luda can, like... Apparently, he's like a super safe cracker. Well, that's the thing. When did he become a hacker? He, like he that? said... Well, I think they ask him that. They ask him that straight up. They're like, uh, somebody is like, how do you know all this stuff? And he's like, there's parts of my life, or I had a, I had a life before you you came into it, or something like that. Which That's is right. So he was great, like a super hacker, and he took a timeout to go to Miami and open a garage, <laughs> and then he came back to be a hacker. Okay. Maybe this is what he went to school for, Sean. Maybe it just didn't work out for him. <laughs> ITT tech. Out. Yeah. Um. And so Hobbs and his team find them. This is where there's that awesome one-on-one fight between Dom and Brian, which is, or Dom and uh, uh, Hobbs. Yes. Uh, And it's awesome. It's awesome. I enjoyed that fight very much. But this is, I think that's also after the the part where he tries to arrest him the first time, but then there's a whole bunch of of, uh, the racers are around. Oh, yes, it's yes. When they're all in the race cars. And actually that quote is here. I love that. that. He's like, am I under arrest? Because I don't a, feel like I'm under arrest. Oh, how about this? this so Hobbs says, hey, Toretto, you're under arrest. Well, I don't feel like I'm under arrest. How about you, Brian? No, not a bit. Not even a little bit. Oh, just give it a minute. It will sink in. <laughs> we didn't kill those feds. That was Reyes. I don't give a shit. I'm just here to bring two assholes whose names hit my desk. Yeah, that sounds like a real hero. That's funny from a guy who took the oath of a cop, then went against everything it stood for, for some wannabe tough guy prick who beat a man half to death with a socket wrench. Yeah, real tough. You turn around and put your hands behind your back. I don't think so. Your mistake is thinking you have a goddamn choice, boy. And your mistake? Thinking you're in America. You're a long way from home. This is Brazil! And then everyone sort of pulls out a gun and cheers. Literally everybody has a gun, yes. <laughs> yeah, very very odd, very odd scene. It was. It was odd. It's cool. Like, I'll but... be back, Toretto. Well, that's the other thing. He's just like, got me there. I'll just, ar- I'll just arrest you tomorrow. <laughs> yes, even though I'll still be on international soil. Okay. <laughs> this is Bruce. This, oh, but he does it, it with a big shout. He goes, this is Brazil! Yeah, yeah and then he, pull, he has, like, lifts his hands up or something. Maybe I'm oh. just imagining the, the arms part. No, no, that was definitely part of no, it. 100%. Yeah. That was part of it, yes. Okay. So, yeah, so he, he basically just goes, okay, he leaves. He comes back tomorrow. <laughs> and he like, does, and he tracks him down. Yeah. Yep. Literally, yeah. I, I'm back like I said I would be back. And they're, like, surprised to see him. Like, what? He's going to actually arrest us for killing <laughs> That's those right. agents? We just told him yesterday he couldn't. <laughs> Shocking. Um, so they get in the giant Humvee vehicle that uh, The Rock loves to drive around him. Uh, but they're attacked by Reyes' men who blow up the car, um, who kill all of Hobbs' team. Uh, Dom, Brian, Mia, and Vince save Hobbs and Elena, but Vince is fatally shot. Uh, before he dies, he reveals that he named his son after Dom um, in a very touching scene that redeems him uh, in the eyes of the film goer. Yeah, I honestly, things go from zero to 30 in that scene. Like, uh, they're all shooting and they're doing the action stuff. And 
I don't. It didn't even look like anybody had gotten shot, right? Like you don't. You don't actually see Dominic. No, like, there's um, no like or, blood or anything. Even when like the guys do die, it's not like big. You don't see Vince get shot at all. He, like all, but just all of a sudden they're in the truck and he's like blood just like gu- like gushing. He does, out of his... he does that. He does that great yes. action movie thing I love, where mm-hmm. he you don't see any blood because his hand is covering it, and then he takes it away, and there's a bullet hole, and you're yes. like, he was shot. Wow, what a dramatic reveal! Yeah, but. <laughs> He was shot and he, without probably without wearing like any kind of Kevlar, and he ran all the way back to the truck. Maybe it's adrenaline. Adrenaline got him there. But anyway, very dramatic. Uh, yeah, Vince Vince is dead, and they leave him on a table. He say they, they lay him down on a table, and he's just there. And they're planning and making jokes while he's, he's just dead lying. on the table. Right. I uh, think um, the only one that actually like references that he's there is. Uh, is um uh, uh roman roman is just like your boy over there is well, on that's the table. he doesn't want to do Something the heist like anymore right right he's trying to get he's like it's to- dangerous i don't want to end up like your boy over there right but other than that like he's just laying there like what and, do you think uh, the uh, the odds are that vince comes back in a future movie because everyone who's died in this franchise has come back one way or another oh i i don't i mean i is the he's not an important world? enough character you think uh I, I sooner probably see his son coming back. Oh, that's a good one. Don right, Jr. because when enough time has passed, it's going to be like... He's going to avenge his father's death, not realizing that his father died a hero. He's going to think that Dom actually killed him. Uh, okay, I think you've got the... Like, talk to a producer about that's that. That's good. I think you've got, that's like... That's really good. Right and nobody... Because we don't really know what the kid looks like, so it could be anybody. So he's, like, right. the bad guy the whole movie, and then he reveals, you killed my dad, Vince. And you're like, What? And then they need to, the, the only way they can clear his name is they have to track down somebody else that was at the heist that day. So they. The real they, guy who killed Vince, who turns out is like a supervillain we hadn't heard about, but was like, he was the guy who actually shot Vince that day? Yes. Just some, some like army guy that, that turns out to be like a, like a, 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 a I was crazy there that person day the on the roofs in Rio. I yeah. shot him. A Luke Hobbs in waiting. That's great. I love that. Uh, so at this point, Hobbs and Elena, their whole team is dead. They want vengeance on Reyes for killing their team. Uh, they agree to team up with uh, Team Fast and Furious to rob Reyes um, and complete the heist. Yes. Um, this is the This is the part where like the payoff is about to happen, right? They're about to go. This is it's go time. It's all yeah. Everything's all coming together. It's all connecting. They've got a plan. They they've executed the plan. The oh the the reason that they they wanted to get all the money in one place, right? That was the whole idea. It was like they were trying to scare him. They they went into that sweatshop and they rot. They like light all that money on fire. Right, to convince him that it wasn't safe in those individual... Because they figured once they hit one or two, they're not going to get to the others. And so they say if all the money's in one place, they can rob it. What they didn't realize, it was going to be in the middle of a police station in a vault that was very heavy and hard to break into. Right. Right. Um, so they take those... Up. It's a good thing that none of those police cars were damaged in that race, because then they would kind of be out of luck. Like, yes. It was really probably like... I guess it wasn't really that hard that when they stole them in the first place, so guess there's always more where that came from they don't have any kind of radar or tracking no on them. well it's the same when they steal like uniforms and stuff and it's like nobody yeah. nobody really put the pieces together no nah, there's no nobody 
No, no one's taken uh, careful count. I guess. Um. But yeah, this is the moment. Yeah, this is it. So they, uh, so they go in. Uh, conveniently, the safe is right next to a very breakable wall in the parking garage. Like, it's not in the interior of the building, really, which I appreciated. But basically, they take the two Dodge uh, Chargers, back them up, connect cables, and literally drag the safe out and drag the safe throughout the streets of Rio in several big, expensive-looking action sequences. Um... So yeah, the action sequences I, I thought were really good in this part of the movie where they were there. This is like the, uh, besides the train heist from the beginning of the movie, this is like the car moment the, that everybody's like been waiting for when they got, they got the safe it's attached. They, they, they're driving out. They're literally just dragging the safe all over the streets of Rio. Uh, they come to a bridge and, and the, uh, the bridge, I guess the bridge out of Rio and they, um, they're driving really fast on it, and like the, then the cops are chasing them. The feds are behind them chasing them. You got Reyes's men chasing them too. Um, Sean, there's a there's a, an interesting relationship in this movie uh, between uh, we didn't I don't think we touched on it yet between Dom and a local police officer named Elena mm. Elena That's Reyes. Right whose husband got killed by one of Reyes's men. Uh, so she has a bit of a, a grudge as well. So what's interesting is if you were like, let's say that you, someone really close to you was a, uh, a, a, a cop. Okay. And they, they died on the, on the, like he said, she said like he was shot right outside of our house in the line of duty. Right. So how traumatic would it be, do you think, for, like, someone to, say, throw a bunch of those very same cops, like, off of a, off of a bridge <laughs> at high speed? Yeah, she does have a pretty flagrant disregard for cops at this point in the film. Uh, you're, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, her position, she is kind of an odd character in the movie. I think she teams up well with Dwayne Johnson, but I do think her, in terms of the plot, is a little... I mean, again, in, in a city as corrupt as Rio as they make it, in that Reyes controls everything, like, it would be surprised if her cop husband wasn't killed by Reyes. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, it's a, it's a love story that doesn't really have to be there. I don't think it, does it really go anywhere in the future movies? I, I don't really know. No, like, and I don't even know, like, does Elena just come to... back as Hobbs' sidekick in a future film? Or is, is she it... just, like, the Rio person? I, I guess the purpose is just to have us constantly reminded that Dom is straight. I guess that's just like the reason it's, that's like, you got to make sure that he's, you know, he's, 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 uh, has some kind of a, of a female love interest. Otherwise we don't know what, we'll, what are we going to do? What are we going to speculate on? So I, I, cause I don't understand why else he could, th that this character is in the movie, but anyway. Oh, Lena does come back in future movies. Okay, all right. So they, they they give him they give him a legitimate little like uh, relationship. I I don't know. I I, I was just weird. referencing that like he kills like probably half the police part department in Rio. Then again, this is Fast and Furious, so they don't die. They they just fall in the water and get all wet. 
Even Although there were a lot, I think I read somewhere. Cars they, are getting like flipped upside down. Well, they wrecked stuff. like 200 plus cars for the movie. And there was a lot of like, oh, nobody's like a car just drives like head on into the safe. And you're like, they didn't survive that. Right. Um, Matt, I got to say, I am not easily impressed by action sequences, especially not these days. And as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, yeah, this is cool, but it's a lot of CGI. And obviously two Dodge Chargers cannot pull a 9,000 pound safe. Like they don't have the <laughs> torque. That's not a thing. And then I watched a bunch of behind the scenes thing where they're like, no, we actually bought a 9,000 pound safe and we actually towed it with two Dodge Chargers and we actually crashed it into a bunch of stuff. And there's like behind the scenes footage of it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm <laughs> so impressed. I was like, I, I literally did not think it was possible. And uh, the way they did it was like, no. And then in the, in the behind the scenes stuff, they're literally like, yeah, we did the math and we, we kind of knew where it was going to hit, but we didn't really know for sure. Uh, and I'm like, oh my god, they were just throwing that safe around. That's insane. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, uh, watching it, I actually thought it looked it looked too realistic. I I I didn't think it was CG. I was like, but then again, I was of the same mindset as you. I was like, it's got to be some kind of very sophisticated uh, stunt work or something. Yeah, um, and you know. Actually, I, I will recommend that they're, the behind the scenes stuff is good because they tell you, they show you like how they make it look like it's close to hitting people, but it's really not. And all those sorts of little tricks. Uh, there was one version of the safe that actually was drivable and had we had a car inside of it uh, that they could actually drive around uh, to control in certain scenes and sequences. Um, but basically, they towed all throughout Rio in a very long, very good action sequence. Uh, and like you said, Matt, they they end up on the bridge. Um, they get there at the end. Um, they, uh, eventually, uh, in order does stuff happen? Reyes is injured. Um, it's, it's Hobbs who eventually executes Reyes. He shoots him on the ground. Um, ending his reign of terror. Uh, at that point he lets... He won't let Dom and Brian go free, but he does give them a 24-hour head start, but they have to leave the money in the vault. And you're like, oh, they did it all for nothing. And then that classic Ocean's Eleven move, they open the vault, and it is empty. I've got to be honest, I didn't see that coming. I, I was really... I give him a lot of credit. Like the, And you know what was really funny is I was watching it the first time, honestly, and I'm like, why is there just a garbage truck driving slowly in the middle of the shot? Like, as a movie-making perspective, I'm like, you wouldn't... Have, it's blocking the street. That doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, oh, they put the safe in the garbage truck. Like, that's so fucking cool. That was cool. It was, it was, I did not expect it. I honestly, I thought that they had gotten away with, like, they, they, he was like, I've got the money. I thought all the money was in the vault. I thought they were just going to drive away. I thought that was going to be the end of the movie. I was, I was, it genuinely surprised me when they opened the vault and nothing was there. And, you know, Hobbs kind of like was just like, oh, those, though, they got me. <laughs> Those, those boys <laughs> fooled again yeah uh and yeah so they're the safe they Dom get the cash Toretto. and then we get a bunch of shots of them uh living living their various dreams and how they're spending the money including uh brian and mia living on a tropical beach um to uh to end the movie yeah you got uh Brian, Mia, and and Dom are on the on the the beach. They're and they're they're gonna race around the beach. Yes, yeah, like, a final no what stakes race. I can only race. imagine is like would just be like at that Mario Kart stage where you drive around the <laughs> the beach. Um, that's all I could picture in my head when they were they like alluded to like the two cars they were gonna drive in, around this little island. Um, 
and uh, uh, you you have um, snacks and Gal Gadot are are, are driving very unsafely, right? Gal Gadot's like kind of straddled him and like is making out with him. And yeah, he's like, she's they're in Berlin, I think. And she was like, where should we go next? And he's like, how about, what does he say? Like, how about Paris? Or I've never been to Paris. And she's like, I thought you wanted to go to Tokyo. Not yet. He says, which Not is very yet. funny. Like I <laughs> yeah. need a few more of these movies. I need a couple more before I go there and, and, and take die my own death. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we see uh tej has opened his his dream is just i'm gonna open a, a garage with reasonable prices and we're like god bless you ludicrous that was great. great yeah that's i did too like, tenable goal he's doing what he loves yeah and, and of course tyrese being a dick shows up in a fancy sports car and it's like you're such a loser in your stupid garage look at me i'm macking on chicks in my hot car <laughs> and then well, Tej he, says, he actually like one one attractive female with him and then, you know, they're like, let's go. All right, get in the car. Let's go to dinner. And, and Tej is like, all right, but I'll, I'm driving. And he, he like laughs at him like, what, I have this beautiful car and you're going to drive. And he's like, not in that. And then he hits the button. And of course, the exact same car. Yes, because he makes a point of how it's like one of a kind. And yeah, the, the, that was the funniest part. The funniest part was that he says, it, yeah, he makes a huge deal out of it. I think he said it's like one of, what is it? Like? He's like. The only it's the only one in the Western Hemisphere. Or yeah, it's like one of seven in the world, yeah. and you have to like you have to like get it from a guy like a a, a sheik in the sheik. Air, in an Arab country. He and... Made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, so he's just like, I guess it's one of two in the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Ludacris getting the best joke and the last laugh at Tyrese's expense, which is great. Excellent. Yeah. And how do our two um our two Spanish speaking fellows? I how do they enjoy remember. the money? To be completely honest with you, I don't, I don't remember. Which, by the way, I should mention, they're um, actually famous in real life. They are Puerto Rican singers. Yes, go figure. Leo, they play Leo and Santos. Yes, it's Tego Calderon and Don Omar. But, I, yeah, I don't know. They, they spend, I'm sure they spend it doing something fun and funny. Uh, but speaking of not fun and funny, Matt, in classic franchise fashion, there's a mid-credits scene. There sure is. Oh man, we're we're uh, this was great. I love this. So uh, Hobbs is sitting in his office at the diplomatic security services, trying to locate these guys and bring them in. And another Matt, you said there's no way they could bring in more characters who were formerly in the franchise. No, no, no. They got to slip one more in. Eva Mendez returns as Monica Fuentes from Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, who says, "Hey." Boss, you got to take a look at this and tosses him a file. Uh, she's talking about a hijack of a military convoy in Berlin. And, and he says, well, what's this guy? This is important. What's this got to do with anything? And he opens it up and there's a photo of Letty who had been presumed dead, but she's not dead. She's alive and returning in Fast and Furious 6. Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, uh, yes! That's oh, what they say. It was so good. And like of all the photos, you're like, yes! Yes! <laughs> I was like cheering. I was like, yes, let's... If you're going to do the franchise thing where characters come and go and they die and they undie and all this stuff, it's like, yes, that's great. That's, that's so That's the best exciting. way to reveal it. Yeah. Had to be. And there you go. That's it. A fast five. Yes, indeed. Um, a great stuff. Matt, would you like some uh, trivia about this film? I, I would love some trivia. Lay it on uh, me. 
the role of Hobbs was originally envisioned for Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, and it was actually a fan suggestion uh, from a, a, a woman named Jan Kelly who said she would love to see Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson work on a movie together, and they rewrote the role for Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think Tommy Lee Jones would have died making this movie. Yeah, I think I mean, it how was, old it was, would he have been? It, it was way too physically demanding and hot. I mean, look at how hot um, The Rock got. He's sweating in every scene, sweating absolute buckets. Oh, it's insane. You think Tommy Lee would have chosen his translator the way that The Rock <laughs> chose his translator? Oh, like, God, to watch the two of them have a like romance? Smile. I like her smile. Oh, my God, that would have been awful. Um, yeah, I'm very glad. Uh, well, sure, this translator doesn't even speak Portuguese. Oh, <laughs> I like her smile. Quit speaking in tongues. Speak in English. I mean, I could just... <laughs> Um, I could not have seen that. I think that would have been that would have been kind of strange. Um, Especially, I, I, could you see Vin Diesel throwing him around a room? Like, I would be afraid he would break him. <laughs> yeah, again, he was very old. Mm. Um, this was they probably would have done some like rework. They probably wouldn't have had that scene where they fight. That's my guess. No, or you would just kicked his ass. Which you you couldn't. Cool. You can't have a scene. You can't have a movie with The Rock and Vin Diesel and not have them fight at least just for one scene. No, that's what they do. Got it. You just got to. Yeah, you got to do it. Did Did The Rock put on some kind of accent or affectation in this movie? No, he was he pretty didn't much sound The like Rock. He normally does. You didn't think so. I don't think so. I think he sounded he sounded like he was really he was going for like a southern twang or maybe a midwestern like something like maybe to to try to give himself like more authority. But it didn't or maybe he was just having fun with it. I don't know. Like he it, it, I I thought he was putting on some kind of a little and you can notice it in some scenes. Like he was trying to over Americanize his like act his his uh character. I appreciated it. I give him, I give him some uh, some points for trying there. Okay. It didn't come off I, as good, but I, I think I, I like that he that. did that. You didn't? I didn't notice that, but Maybe I'm going to let, let you have that. Let us know in the comments if you think that The Rock was trying to, to, to pull something, like to, to do like some kind of a voice. Um, now, Matt, this, is, uh, this film was released in 2011. It grossed $209 million domestically. It was the highest grossing... Uh, Fast and the Furious film up to that point uh, by far. Um, it wasn't even close. Uh, Fast ampersand Furious did 155. So this was the first to cross 200 million domestically. And it grossed uh, another 416 overseas. Uh, a massive success. Um, it was, uh, I don't know. What were the top films of 2011? Seventh highest grossing film of 2011. Seventh highest grossing films of 2011. Look at that. Matt, how many of the other top two? I see. I'm not. I, should I make you do this again? I used to make you do this. It's not that. Can I, you I already it? pulled it up, Sean. I pulled it uh, up already. So you can't make me do it. I'm looking at them right now. You can't make me do it because I looked at it. So I'm looking at them right now. Um, oh, what a gross. What a gross. And by wow. the way. Wow. How Tyrese. about that, Sean? Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Third. Highest well, we number two. Film. Transformers Dark of the Moon with Tyrese. He was in two of the top ten movies. That wow. Year. Good for Pretty you, impressive. Tyrese. 
Uh, you had, the of course, Smurfs, taking it Cars at one. Two. What a bad year in film. Well, I Ugh. mean, nobody was beating Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I mean, part this two was the year, year The Artist won Best Picture. I mean, what a garbage year in movies. I love The Artist, Sean. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies in the recent... I've never seen it. I just know people like to make fun of it. So. I enjoyed it. That's I thought it was nice. great. But I was also, like, I guess Oscar Beatty. This movie was also very Oscar Beatty. Because they were trying to be Ocean's Eleven and the Italian job rolled into one. Yeah, this movie went on to... Should have won an Oscar. Should have won Best Picture. Well, it did win Teen Choice Award for Best Action Movie. So... I mean, it, it was... And, and it was up against Kung Fu Panda 2. <laughs> so... Well, and, and also and... Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. So do you, do you want to hear something truly insane in retrospect? So, the 2011 Teen Choice Awards, the choice movie actor in action, right? The nominees were Paul Walker for Fast Five, Vin Diesel for Fast Five, Dwayne Johnson for Fast Five. None of them won. Johnny Depp won for The Tourist. I was going to say, Johnny Depp for, for Pirates? No, for, for the, the Tourist, Tourist, which is barely an action film. What is what is that? Movie? And by the way, the fifth nominee was Michael Sarah in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So Teen Choice Awards not legit. Wow, Timothy Dalton was in the Tourist. Yeah, it was a successful movie if I remember correctly. But Angelina um, Jolie. Huh. I I I uh. I don't know. Yeah, go figure. Okay. I mean, the best the best uh, movie chemistry went to Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, and just go with it. So that's a that's a category in the Teen yeah. Choice Awards best chemistry. We should do an award show episode, by the way, at some point. I've thought of it. I think I think we should start doing like a yearly award. I, I've already no, thought I, of a few categories. Yeah, I, no. I, well, okay. We should give away awards. I want to just talk about like what is the Teen Choice Awards oh, you versus the do People like an Choice Awards. Okay. Like I want to talk, but yes, we should. Okay. I, I would love to give away awards. I think that'd be awesome. But I, I just love the, the idea the of like U4D like, award special every year. You know, it's like oh, in 2011, the winner for uh, I was just looking at where was it the the chief, the summer TV star female was Lucy Hale in Pretty Little Liars. I mean, the best breakup song was Back to December by Taylor Swift. The best male hottie was Justin Bieber, Matt. These awards are really subjective, Sean. I'm starting to think that this might not be a legit award show. Matt, they had a vampire award. The Choice Vampire. You can't have that Robert... award every year. What are you going to like? I, no, I don't think so, because it, it was two Must've from Vampire Diaries, okay. one from True Blood, Two from, or I'm sorry, three from Vampire Diaries, two from Twilight, one from True Blood. Robert Pattinson won for the Twilight Saga, but yes. No surprise there. The choice web star was Rebecca Black. Matt, 2011 was trash. This was 2011. <laughs> this is true. But you know uh, what? I would still love and would pay almost any amount of money or give almost any possession to go back. And for it to be 2011 again. Yeah, it was a simpler time. And Matt, would you rather you would have a Teen Choice there. Award or a People's Choice Award? Um, would you rather be chosen by the people or by the teens? The teens, of course. They know what's cool. The people don't know what's you cool. You win a big surfboard. The trophy is a big surfboard at the Teen People Choice are Awards. like, you know, like my mom and stuff. They're not going to tell, you know. Like, the teens, are they, they're the ones that they know, they know what's cool. Let me tell you, you know what teens think is cool? Drinking black coffee. If you drink your coffee black, that is cool. 
It's it's mad cool. It's dope, <laughs> as the kids would it's say. Fire. It's absolute fire. It's hot fire. Matt, yes. um, that's it. We're done with this movie. Now we've been rating these on a scale of zero to ten NOS canisters. Uh, Matt, where are we going to rate Fast Five? Do they use any NOS in this movie? They barely race cars. No, this is a heist movie. <laughs> it's a total heist movie. Like, there's it really. I mean, up. it is. I'll, I will admit, it is Fast and Furious. It's a heist no movie with cars. Racing. So, I think I'm going to give it. I think I'm going to give it, like. Probably eight and a half full bank vaults out of ten. Wow, that's that's a lot of bank vaults. Yes, and 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 also a couple of microchips thrown in on there too, with financial sensitive financial data. Okay, that's pretty legit. Uh yeah, I'm probably going to be pretty close to you. I think I'm going to give this uh eight dead Vinces. I think it's I think it's very good. I think this is the best one of these we've seen so far. Is it my favorite? I don't know. Because I like all the different movies for different things. But this is the best movie we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it's it's hard to it's hard to disagree with that. It's really I, I, hard to disagree with that. I think I'm always gonna have a soft spot for Tokyo Drift because it is such an because it's so culturally different, because it, it the plot line is really different from all these other ones, and as a standalone, it is very it is an interesting movie. There's something nostalgic about it too, with all because of all the outmoded technology that is around. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I remember the i how the original iPod like, <laughs> yeah, yeah so people used very to dated. really care about them. Like they could, they could make think, a phone call on them. I do think the drifting does make it more unique than a lot of these other movies. So I will, but this was definitely the best like made and entertaining and like complete movie of these we've, we've seen so far. Now Matt, next week, we're going to be back with 2013's fast and furious six. Fast six. They should have renamed it. They should have called it G six. I don't know why like fly like a G six. Was that song out yet? When I, was, I was literally about to say, when did that come that, out? That, if it is, there's almost, I will, I will bet you dollars to donuts that it is in the, God, in the movie. The Far East movement. Be. Jeez, that's so forget. Was that like on the soundtrack for one of these movies? Has to be. Uh, it was 2010, so it would have been a couple of years old at that point. doesn't seem that old. Let's see if there, does it say in here where it was used? Popping bottles in the ice like a blizzard. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say if it was ever. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't say if it was ever used in any movies or anything. No, I think it they, was. I'm just going to say that it was, and I will be shocked if it is not. How do you not? How do you let that opportunity get away? Do you like know about that? And, and like a G6. Fast six. Like a G6 reached number one on the US Billboard Hot 100 chart for three non consecutive weeks, becoming the first single by an Asian American artist to do so. That's sad. I would have put it right in the opening credits. That's how I would have used Although, it. Although, right in the it, opening scene. Like, we didn't talk like the about first it last thing week. that comes on. Fast um, six. It would just like the fly like a G6. 
the cars are going real fast and they smash into a bus and, and then the logo comes out fires everywhere and then people they're just like walking out and they have like a little bump on their head they're like ah oh. yeah that's how i'd start that movie off well i we didn't talk about it but on i when i edit the audio versions of these i put in clips from like the trailers and stuff to get people excited and fast ampersand furious of the fourth movie the trailer goes to a slowed down dramatic version of crank that by soldier boy. And I was like, what a time, what a moment in music history right there. Um, where it's, it's all slowed down and like dramatic while the cars are exploding. It's great. So soldier boy, tell him. Oh, God bless him. Uh, Matt, we are, we are done here. What a film, what an experience. We're going to be fresh. Have you watched fast and furious six yet? I have not. Okay, I, I, I I'm trying to watch it as when we get closer to the recording thing. So no, it's good. Less I have information an leaks out of my brain. Can keep it all up here. So we're going to be nice and fresh for next week, which is mm-hmm. a good thing. Uh, I am excited about that. So come back and join us then. Up for debate.tv is our website. You can go there. We've got uh, the archive with all the episodes as well as in your podcast feed wherever you subscribe to us. Uh, listen to the previous movies. And make sure you're all caught up. You can also follow us at Up for Debate TV on Twitter.com or email us. At UpForDebateTV at gmail.com. That is going to wrap it up here. Matt and I have other places to be fast and furious. So on behalf of him, I'm me. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another rip-roaring edition of Up For Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.